0: Thanks, Cooper. Those are always good songs. Do you love the Lord your God? Have you walked in his ways? Do you desire to keep his commandments and cling to him like no other? Will you serve him with your whole being? This is what Joshua said to the two and a half tribes who were heading back to the eastern side of the Jordan, on the eastern side. For Joshua and those who followed God and his ways, these are words to live by. And that's the lesson. Words to live by. Five points, shorter than usual, are love, walk, keep, cling, and serve. So let's look at the first point of words to live by. Love. Love the Lord your God. Many people like to divide up Scripture in the Old Testament and New Testament uh, by looking at the differences in the Old Testament God and the New Testament God. One is angry all the time, and the other is all about grace and forgiveness. It really is a sad misrepresentation of who God is, isn't it? He will always be the same God who wants our love and who wants to love us. But love is a tricky thing. One might say, I love my job and my benefits, so I will keep all the rules of my job. We can do that with God sometimes. Love is about rule-keeping. The love in this passage, Joshua 22, five, which the lesson comes out of, can be understood as a friendship love. Because he, God, is my friend. Not as equals, but as a relationship. I will respect him and treat him wholly because I love him as my friend. This type of love is powerful and shows great strength, strength in friendship. It is even found in the Ten Commandments, believe it or not. But showing steadfast love to thousands of those who love me and keep my commandments, Exodus chapter 20, verse 6. The first love in this one is referencing to God. He's merciful. He's kind. He's loving. All that He does is good for His people. The second love, referring to us, to God, is the friendship love type of love. We show this by keeping the commandments as a friendship relationship would. I do it not out of obligation or because I have to for fear I'll lose my benefits but because I want to, because I'm friends with God, and because I'm friends with him, I want to follow him. Other instances when this type of love was used, it's that love Leah craved with Jacob. You remember the story of Leah? And Leah conceived and bore a son. She was not the favorite wife, correct? And she called his name Reuben, for she said, Because the Lord has looked upon my affliction, for now my husband will love me. She wants a friendship love with her husband. And she wasn't getting it. That's the type of word that's used here. That's what God is craving for, similar to what Leah was craving for with her husband. Those who know this story understand the friendship love Leah craved that's the kind of love God wants from us I do because I love you you're my friend the second point is walk walk in all his ways it is said that imitation is the highest form of flattery why do we imitate well children do why it's a parent's influence Good or bad, some of their attitudes come from you. Good or bad, it's where your goals are. Good or bad, um, if I find somebody who does well in a certain area, why well, I go talk to that person and I try to imitate how they do in that area so that I could be successful. And if you ever truly looked at the commandments of God, you understand they are not about controlling you. But it's the way to love a holy God. What kind of friend are you going to be with Him? Be holy as He is holy. Are you concerned about God's holiness? Do you want Him to look good? Do you want other people to go, Wow! That's a holy God. He has holy people. If you read, if you read my synopsis in Leviticus in the, this week's newsletter, you'll recognize the main subject matter. And it comes out of Leviticus chapter 19, verses 1 through 4. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to all the congregation of the people of Israel and say to them, You shall be holy. For I, the Lord your God, am holy. Every one of you shall revere his mother and his father, and you shall keep my Sabbath. I am the Lord your God. Do not turn to idols or make for yourself gods of cast metal. I am the Lord your God. What makes him holy is because he's God. And when he gives commandments, he's not doing it just to make your life hard. He's doing it to show us how to respect His holiness. And if we respect His holiness, what are we doing? We're acting holy ourselves. Not because we earned it, but because we're following our friend, our God. Be holy, for He is holy. Therefore, holiness is following the path of God for His people. To be holy as He is holy. The third point is keep, Joshua two five. These all run out of that passage. Keep his commandments. One of the things that must be noticed is that Joshua is speaking to the two and a half tribes that are heading back over on the eastern side of the Jordan. He's not really speaking to the individuals, but to the group as a whole. In our individual as a society, keeping commandments is just about me. We couch it in, this is how I understand it. We take away, we add to, we do it to please our own personal desires of how we want our relationship with God to go. To them, that is Israel, the two and a half tribes. And I think to us today as a congregation, as the body of Christ as a whole, keeping has to do with protecting. Keep his commandments. Protect his commandments. Not my traditions. Not man-made traditions. But God's traditions and expectations. To keep... It's like keeping sheep or keeping cattle. You protect them. You watch over them. You don't make them into something they're not. Is that not the same way as the commandments? Keep the commandments. Don't make them into something they're not. Protect them as a group of people. That's what he's saying to those two and a half tribes. When you go over there, you keep the commandments that was passed down by God through Moses. A friend of God would not seek to divert from God's path. Why? For one reason, he's God. He knows better everything for us to follow, do, and live. Why wouldn't you want to protect something that's from a holy God, so good, so wonderful? What is better for us in our walk with Christ today? Protecting His design is important. It is not protecting those rules I or my group made up that we call law. I mean, the Pharisees got in trouble for that one, didn't they? I mean, we got plenty of evidence where they just took away the holiness of God's commandments and made it into something it was not. But protecting those commands that come from God and define how His people walk is not a bad thing. It comes from a holy God. And he wants us to be holy as his friends. And his friends are going to keep his commandments. They're going to watch over them. They're going to follow them. They're going to do them. They're going to live them. For the Israelites, that would have been the Ten Commandments and the Statutes, Exodus 20 and following. Deuteronomy 5. That would have been the Covenant of Blessings and Curses, Deuteronomy 28-30. through A proper nature, a proper attitude, and spirituality to live by them like all who call God their friend. Jesus was a great example of one who was eager to keep God's commandments, wasn't he? But he didn't go around going, oh, I got to do this and I got to do that. He understood the nature of holiness. He understood the nature of keeping commandments. It was relationship. It was friendship. It was because God knows best. I'm His friend. He gave something to us. Let's keep it. Let's do it. Let's follow it. He protected Those commandments by helping others to live God's commandments properly. With the right heart and soul. What does commandment keeping look like without the right heart and soul? Oh, it's ugly. But with the right heart and soul, it's beautiful, it's wonderful. It's a friendship. It's a recognition that God is God. The third is cling. Cling firmly to Him. I remember all those commercials on TV, that cling-free fabric softener that you throw in, a little fabric. I remember when that first came out. Yes, I was that old. I think that came out when I was 10, maybe. Some of you are a little older than me. So when you throw those clothes in the dryer and you pull them out because I used to go in and pull them out and you'd hear that that static, right? You might not hear it anymore because every fabric softener has taken it away. You have no more privilege of hearing and the sparks and the heat and then seeing your cat on all the fluffy towels because he climbed into the dryer. But they made this fabric softener, throw it into the dryer, not only does it come out cling-free, it smells good. But our relationship with God is not being about being cling-free. It's about clinging on, holding on to Him like a child does with his parents' clothing. Or like or a family does with the, with the husband and father of the household. You cling on. You don't want to let go. And with God, Joshua was saying... You don't want to let go. Cling to him firmly. The design of marriage utilizes this word, at least in some translations, in Genesis chapter 2, verses 23 through 24. The man said, Then the man said, This is at last bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore, a man shall leave his father. Leave his father and his mother and hold fast or cling to his wife and they shall become one flesh. The young child will cling to his parents, specifically mom, for certain kinds of wholeness and well-being. But when the boy becomes a man and marries, what brings him wholeness? Closeness in relationship, contentment, with his wife, his partner. What makes him whole? What makes her whole? So Joshua said, cling firmly to him. We're not like Leah, who's desiring that friendship. God offers it freely, and he wants our friendship in return. with the right attitude, frame of mind, reference, following the commandments, obedience, because they're better for us than anything this world has to offer. You people of God, you children of Abraham, don't let them go, Joshua's saying. Don't go to the false gods out there. They can't offer you any real friendship. Don't leave God as your friend. Don't follow the wrong path. Cling to him and only him like you should do with your own spouse. You might not have known friendship was a big part of this passage, did you? Even in the Ten Commandments, where everybody goes, oh, he's just throwing down the rules. We've read it wrong. We've looked at it with the wrong eyes i got to earn my way. Somebody's controlling me. No! It's because I want a relationship with my friend, and my friend who is God, not equal, but in relationship says, hey, I'm a holy God. Follow my holy things, and show people in this world that I'm the one who is holy. By obeying me. Not by trying to earn it. Can't do it. By living it. Because it's important to him to see that kind of friendship. Serve him with all your heart and with all your soul. Have you ever watched the movies like Indiana Jones? The Temple of Doom and Raiders of the Lost Ark and things like that. They came out in the 80s, guys, so you might not have heard about the Indiana Jones stuff. Maybe you have, okay. Invariably, Indiana Jones seems to run into some cult worship somewhere, like in India. They're all bouncing up and down, they're drug induced, uh, slaves, and worshiping in some underground hot pit. You know, that's not very fun or exciting for me to think about when it comes to having a relationship with God. Worshipping these types of God is a big chore without any real love. When they serve their God, their labor seems perilous without much, if any, reward. In fact, only those higher on the totem pole get any satisfaction. With God, it is much different. If I was to serve in labor to the ground, what what might I be called a farmer? It's hard work, and the reward's... Good sometimes, not good the others. Or serve in labor as Jacob did with Laban. Well, that was a stressful time. That was arduous. That was hard work. That was sweat. There was a lot of family issues there. Not a very fun time. I have to escape when he's not around type thing. But service to the Lord does not have reference to toilsome labor. In this context, but a joyful experience of liberation. Not the idea I can do anything I want to, but feeling free to do and worship for God because He is my friend. It is honoring God who is worthy of our worship. As a group, we come together. Are we just thinking of ourselves, our cliques? or our personal desires, or as a group who serve God with our whole heart and soul? Are we not one body? Are we in a relationship with God out of free will, or because we were forced into it? Are we glad and grateful to be here every week, every time we can, To worship our Lord and God who is our friend. Who wants to be our friend. Who is holy and wants us to live holy lives. Serving God is not about us as individuals or as a group. But about our group serving, honoring, and worshiping God with our whole heart and soul. As a group we are one. It is liberating, releasing, even therapeutic when God is put into the correct frame of mind. Why did this happen to me? Put that in the frame of mind of a friendship God and go, how can what has happened in me be good for the group? I don't know. He is our friend. Not someone we can walk on or should walk on but someone we respect and love freely individually and as a group as a whole who is One body. When serving God with our whole heart and soul, it is about worshiping and honoring Him as the center of everything in our life. Can you hear the cry in Joshua's voice as he departs from the two and a half tribes saying, Hold on to everything that belongs to friendship with God and follow Him. Love, cling, keep, serve. He said to Moses, But I will be with you, and this shall be a sign for you that I have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall serve God on this mountain. As Joshua later said to all Israel, And if it is evil in your eyes to serve the Lord... Choose this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods your fathers served in the region beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. That's where true relationship is. Willingly serve. Why? What a great relationship with God. He has literally done everything for me. He's not asking us to labor so much that it's painful in that way. But labor in such a way, it's good. In the sense that God says things are good. It's fulfilling. It's loving. It's liberating. It's wonderful. It's hard work sometimes. But it's not just hard work. Trying to earn a living. We've already got the living. Now let's get to the serving. Let's get to the serving. The lesson is words to live by love is to be his friend not as equals but friendship and relationship walk is purposeful holiness purposeful the honor of living holy before a holy god keep protect the teaching he laid out for his followers to follow protect it clean with no desire to leave him. Serve as a willing participant, as an individual and together as a group with our whole heart and soul. As Joshua said to the two and a half tribes, only be careful to observe the commandment and the law that Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you. To love the Lord your God and to walk in all his ways, to keep his commandments and to cling to him, and to serve him with all your heart and with all your soul. Joshua 22 5. <clears throat> the lesson is yours. Do you love the Lord your God? If there's anybody here today who has any concerns or prayer requests or anything they would like to bring forward to